I'm Lexi, and we're two girls with a slight obsession of everything pop culture. Today, we're discussing, reviewing, talking about Pearl, the prequel to X, which is very confusing me right now, because I keep calling X the original, but it's technically not an original, it's just the first of a trilogy, but... Technically, the second of the trilogy. (laughs) That's so confusing. If we're going in time order. <sighs> yeah. Also, with how, like, Pearl is progressively, like, less scary than X, I'm just expecting Maxine to be, like, an erotic comedy at this point. Yeah. And I kind of want that. That would be great. Did they even say what Maxine was supposed to be about? No. Okay. I don't even know when that's coming out. Did they say a release date for that? I think they want it next year, but... Yeah. We'll say. Um. How do we want to do this? I can't remember how. I think we like gave the entire like plot of X when we talked about. We cannot do that. We cannot do that. (laughs) I feel like we just have to dive right in. Yeah. (laughs) Like. Just our thoughts and like what Pearl went through. Yeah. Should we start with our thoughts? Yeah. We kind of have complicated feelings on it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Uh Uh-huh. I gave it four stars. I almost gave it three and a half. So I'd say it's like a a mix between a three and a half, four for me. Okay. And that was after sitting on it for like a couple hours that I gave it the four. Okay. I'm yet to rate it. I literally finished Mm -hmm. watching it an hour ago. (laughs) Yeah. Um... We all know horror is not my genre, but I wouldn't even, like, classify this as horror. No, I feel like it's kind of reminding me of, like, the Silence of the Lambs kind of horror, where, like, there is definitely uh-huh. horror and there's, like, scary bits, but it's more of, like, a, almost like a crime drama in a way. Yeah, I'm not really, like, so. heavily focusing on the crime. It's, yeah. It's not even really a thriller. I, yeah, I really don't know how to classify this movie. It was good. Yeah. Am but I yeah, glad I, I watched it? To... Okay, yeah. Am yeah. I ever going to watch it again? Probably not. I think I'll watch it when it comes out on DVD, or if anybody would like to go see it in theaters with yeah. me so I can get the screen experience. Yeah. That's fine. Um, yeah. Because I think it'd be interesting to watch this and then watch X. Yeah, I wish I watched X before I watched this. Yeah, I wanted to rewatch it, but it was, like, a very spur-of-the-moment decision to watch Pearl, yeah. so... I was in a time crunch. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Um, so I'm sure, like, there's stuff in X that led them to get to the stuff in Pearl. I did notice quite a few little things from X that are in this that I thought was a fun little nod. Like, you see the origins of certain things that we can Please enlighten me on those. Do you want me to tell you them now? Yeah, sure. Okay, <laughs> let me just pull up my letterbox. I think I only noticed, like, two, maybe three of them. Okay. Um, where is it? Um, so, Wee oui, Wee oui, Marie, the song that Pearl is dancing in the headlights to in the first one after she kills RJ. That song. That is in this. I can't remember at what part. 
Okay, that's But that cute. does start playing here, so I'm like, oh, that's, that's a little thing. And then also you see, so the car that she pushes into the water with the projectionist mm-hmm. in it, that car is the one that Jackson, is it Kid Cudi who plays him? Maybe. I think so. I think so. But it's him and Howard when they're in the woods looking for Pearl, and they go down to the water and there's a car in there. That's this car. I assume it's this car. Yeah. It looks pretty similar. Yeah. Also, I was half expecting, and I realize now it does not make any sense, but I was half expecting for her to hang up the projectionist in the basement because in the X, there's a body hanging in the basement. Oh my god, yeah. And I'm like, but that wouldn't make sense because he would definitely be... Rotten as hell, yeah. 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 But there's maybe more. I would just have to, like, watch it to, like, notice it, but... Yeah. There is, like, those were, like, two things that, like, really jumped out at me. See if there's an article. Yeah, maybe. That would might help. (laughs) Each film features visual motifs from their respective time period. I don't know. Yeah, I can see that. People are always looking for the X Factor. Oh! I didn't notice this. Pearl literally stands on an X when she goes for her audition. That's, That's good. The male co-stars introduce our heroines to the world of pornography. That alligators live a long time. They're dinosaurs, man. The pitchfork is still Pearl's weapons of choice. The what? The pitchfork is still Pearl's weapon of choice. Oh, yeah. She killed... What's his face with it? And I guess... The the protagonist, yeah. Oh, no, I meant in X. I forget his name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She killed him, but she killed him through the eye. She killed this guy, like, through the Through the mouth, mouth. yeah. That's fun. You say their parents are both very similar? Like, wanting this perfect life for them? Yeah. They're both the farmer's daughter. One more. Yeah. Maybe that's why Pearl was like so thrown by it in sex because she walked in on that scene specifically happening in the barn. Yeah. The hairbrush that she uses to brush her mother's hair is the same hairbrush she uses in the movie. Also, that um scene was like almost identical to the one in X. Yeah. Wait, what? I I didn't notice this. I it's not even in this photo. Apparently, so I will not accept a life I do not deserve. When young Pearl visits the town cinema in 1918, a man wearing a sandwich board reading, "I will not accept a life I do not deserve," can be seen wandering in the street. Like, you I really have to be paying attention to that. You have to be looking for that. There's... No, there's... No way that could be Maxine's dad. No. Because if that was the case, he'd be the same age as... He could be the same age as Pearl. We don't really know. 
Pearl aged a lot. <laughs> That's never mind. <laughs> Okay, those were like, eh. Yeah, I was expecting there to be like bigger ones. More? Yeah, there was. Like the ones I noticed get on my level, y'all. Yeah. Notice These the were car. Like basic. The, the car wasn't there. I was not going to repeat it again. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't in there, guys. We did not add that. That was only me who noticed that. I am a cinephile. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, yeah, I thought there would be, like, more bigger ones. Yeah. Considering, like, I feel like that was the point of making the first one, is to connect it to the X, but I guess not. Yeah, I guess... Yeah. And... It's not even like you can say they forget because they wrote this like literally like five after. days after. Yeah. Yeah. Did Mia Goth write the first one too? I don't think so. Okay. I think Ty West just kind of like approached her and was like, "Hey, do you want to make Pearl?" And she's yeah. Like, yeah. Sure. And then kind of sure. like a writing credit on it. She really scares me. I know. Especially when she was doing press for this movie. I was like, do you have eyebrows? Oh, her tip outfit was kind of freaky. <laughs> was it the all black? Yeah. Yeah. With, like, the veil and everything. Yeah. It was interesting. We were talking about our thoughts, though, right? Yeah, we were. <laughs> Originally, okay. yes, we were. Um, it was okay. Yeah, I... All the reviews I saw were like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Like, um, you sent me a TikTok from her, Possessed by Horror. She was, like, being like, oh, you are a masterpiece. You were okay. And she gave Pearl, like, the masterpiece one. And I usually, like, kind of agree with her opinions on some stuff. Uh And then this one, I'm just like, I didn't feel like it was, like, spectacular. I didn't watch her review, though. I wanted to go into Pearl completely blind, so uh-huh. I avoided any reviews. Yeah. Um, so. I feel like it could have been shorter. I felt like it was very short. Really? I was, it like, felt towards really the cool. end, I felt like her monologue was about 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't like the monologue. Me either. I was getting a little The only one who's gonna be able to gra- like, grab me like that in the monologue is my queen, Tony Collette. In Hereditary. I Make can't. me a Hereditary prequel, I beg. I Someone... wanna see Grandma Annie. No. Everything. Um, Ari Aster, if you're listening to this, you can have the idea. For free. Just cast Tony Collette in it somehow. <laughs> Um, I like, though, that all of A24's horror films are very different from each other. Yeah. I think that they kind of, like, prioritize, like, indie filmmakers, if I'm yeah. not wrong. That's I what I like get That's, like, too. a lot of, like, smaller creators and stuff, and then that kind of gives them, like, the big platform. Yeah. And they really do have everything. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard of Tusk, but it's about this guy who, like, Basically is turned into a walrus. Oh, okay. But, like, is turned into a walrus by another person. Okay, cool. From what I've gathered. I will not watch it, because the pictures scarred me. 
But they really do got everything going on in A24. <laughs> Good for them. Good for them. Also, they're not just a horror company, which is interesting no. to me because I feel like that's all I ever really Yeah, recommend. you literally went from, like, they have Lady Bird. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I just, I always kind of, like, forget that because even when we were doing our 30-day movie yeah. challenge, we had to watch an A24 movie and I almost watched Lady Bird. But then I'm like, oh, but I could rewatch Hereditary. <laughs> I could rewatch it. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Is Booksmart an A24 film? I don't know why I thought it was. I'm definitely lying on that. I feel like it could be. Or it's written by someone who did Lady Bird. Okay. Maybe that's it. I never finished Booksmart. I'm so sorry. I've heard it's really good, but I could not get into it. Ew, it was directed by Olivia Wilde. Yeah, I knew that. Women for Jason Sudeikis. For real. <laughs> Izzy, if you're watching this, um, she saw... Don't worry about it. It's not. Oh, wait, is it? No, it was not an A24. She saw it, Don't Worry Darling, and her letterbox review said Women for Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> yes. As it should. As it should. I'll be watching uh, it illegally when it comes out. Oh, same. <laughs> Not giving money. Um, I keep forgetting the topics that we're on. I think we're talking to you still how we felt about the movie. <laughs> yeah, we are. I just keep we just keep going on tangents and more me because I cut you off a lot. It's okay. <laughs> it's I just. Oh, we were talking going. about the long as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, whenever I go into, like, a movie like this, I don't have expectations, because I can't really judge it on anything, because it's not a genre that I like, but if it's something that really blows me away, then I, like, I know I like it, and it's really good, this, I I felt nothing. <laughs> yeah, and you liked X, correct? Um, yeah, I did. I or, think like, just, I, like, I gave enjoyed it, it like, it was yeah. fine, yeah. So, like, I feel like after like enjoying x and like we even both said like we watched the trailer and we're like this looks really good and we're yeah. both not fans of period pieces so that we were kind of surprised by that it didn't feel like a period it piece. didn't feel like a period piece i said that like it felt like it because they bought some of the, like the film uh, cinematography and like the ways that they edit felt very like a 1920s type of yeah film. but other than that the colors and all of that was definitely not period piece, but I think it's the locations that brought in that yeah. period piece aspect. But like, because Texas feel like it's, even around in 1918, <laughs> it probably was. I suck I at history. I don't know. <laughs> don't ask me. Uh, is that geography though? I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, what was I gonna say? Oh. I feel like X had, like, a certain kind of style of filming. Like, it almost looked like it was filmed on, like, a film or something like that. So I think that kind of added to that aesthetic. And also the 70s, I feel like it's just an easier era to capture. Yeah. But, like, I feel like they could have maybe done some kind of camera trick in here. Like, maybe made the, like, put, like, a grainy kind of filter on it or something. Hold on. Okay, so when I mentioned about that each film that features the visual motifs, it did go into a little bit about the filming of it or, like, the the camera and stuff. So this says, 
The cutaways to the porn that is being made throughout the movie are all shown in a 4-3 aspect ratio and are as grainy as 16mm film, just as it would have looked like in the, in its days. Then when it comes to Pearl, it says the saturated Technicolor looks look conjures the feeling of the Wizard of Oz and the widescreen 2.35-1 ratio image a la Cinemascope, even though it had not been invented until long after 19, gives the film the grandiose feel, feel of epics long since past. So I guess they try to get it with the film look, and like we can touch a little bit more on The Wizard of Oz later. Cause I haven't watched The Wizard of Oz in so long, so girl, but like how do you forget it? <laughs> no, I remember. I'm just trying to think of like how it like looks visually and if... Visually, it's hella colorful. <laughs> yeah, because I think it was, like, one of, like, the... F- no, it wasn't the first one to use no, color, it but it was, like, the first, like, big movie to use color. Yeah. Uh, it might have actually been the first. No, I think I looked that up. Me and my brother okay. were talking about it. And okay. I think we looked it up. He's like, oh, it's the first one to use color. I'm like, is it? So I looked it up. And, it, okay. like, I think it was... Uh, color was invented. Okay. But, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I could um, be wrong, honestly. But... I mean, <sighs> I wish they would have used a grainier filter on it, because it just felt very polished. Yeah, like... Like, even the Wizard of Oz, like, thinking about it, it does feel polished, but it also looks its age. I'm also sure there's about zero originals of the Wizard of Oz to this day. Like, I'm sure they are all edited to be ultra HD. You know, (laughs) I have it on DVD, and I'm very curious to see what it is, because I just bought it, like... A couple months ago. I'm sure it's like it's on Netflix, edited. so like I'm curious. I don't think it's on Netflix here. It's on Netflix here, I believe. Um, but yeah, so like how when Pearl went to the cinema to watch like the news, right? She watched the news for a minute, maybe, or was the that news? a film? Well, like back in the day, people had to go to the movie theater to watch the news, Miss Sam. <laughs> When uh, she goes to the news, I missed that. I thought she was just. I don't know if it was the news or if it was an actual movie. It was one or the other. But like she that did watch camera the movie, quality. Though. Okay. That camera quality is like what I was. That's. Gonna... That's what, yeah. yeah. Like the kind of like something you can tell was like filmed on like a hand crank film. Yes. <laughs> yes. You haven't seen Nope, but they do use that in that. Okay. But gets more for photos in that i don't know but like just something like that is what i was expecting okay yeah so what do you think about pearl's trauma and it, like how she came to be the way she is in her trauma do you say yeah it's not what i was expecting she just seems very deranged in pearl yeah and i don't want to like diminish her trauma but like i was expecting something a little like, a lot, a lot deeper. More. Yeah. yeah. There's, like, something seriously yeah. wrong. Because, like, she think... said in the end in her monologue that there's something wrong with her, that she thinks she's sick, but, like... You never really see that, like, yeah. side, really. Like, it's just, she's kind of just stuck. Yeah, stuck. She kind of hates her parents. She hates her husband. And, like, yeah. she wants to get out of there. But, like, clearly there's something else that she thinks she's it sick. It isn't... Is it borderline personality disorder? Could that be it? I don't know enough to really... I don't know. That, but I don't think it is. Yeah, I don't know. I just wanted... I, I felt like there sh- maybe should have been a bit 
more depth on that. Yeah. I'm always expecting the worst. Like, when I watched Halloween for the first time, I was ready to figure out why Jason was like that, and they did not even touch on it, and I was like, what the actual fuck? Watch the sequel. Okay, which sequel? Watch Halloween 2, and that gives you the explanation, but then we won't find out the new retconned explanation until October 14th. They've got a whole other thing for him, and I don't know what it's going to be, but I've heard things about it, and I'm worried it's not going to be good. Great. And I'm going to die. It's fine. Yeah, no, if you <laughs> want to give a character trauma, you need to think of the most insane thing ever. Especially when you have a character like Pearl. Yeah. Who just, like, killed for no reason, really. Although yeah. her mom was an accident, so is that kind of just, like... Wait, did you say her mom was an accident? yeah. So is that maybe, like, it's kind of, like, it just kind of made her snap? Yeah, I think so. Because her well, dad witnessed it. Right, okay. I was like, wait, did her mom die before the projectionist? But no, the mom was... Yeah, the mom was first. Yeah, because then the projectionist came to the house. Yeah, so I guess, no, I guess her mom was, like, the snap, and I guess that felt freeing to her. Yeah, and, and I think that kind of just, like, opened up something, and then she was just, like panicking so much that she had to cover her tracks and then yeah that yeah i don't like when movies spell things out for me but like i just felt like there needed to be a little a little bit a, a little bit more here yeah because like yeah she has the monologue but also okay but it's more just her saying how she like killed people and she yeah was powered basically also there was a whole plot line apparently about her being pregnant with his baby yeah, I was just about to bring that up. Where did that come from? I don't know. That really threw me off. I'm like, did, did she kill the baby? Was yeah. baby still born? Did she have Is an abortion? That... I don't even know if abortions were a thing in 1918. <laughs> could it? Could she have? What's it called? What you get when you have a baby? Postpartum depression. Could it be that? Because I, I guess she didn't have the baby, but like, don't you still kind of? She might. Because your hormones get fucked when you're pregnant. Yeah. So, like, that could be, like, adding to it. And there's obviously still something deeper there. Yeah. It could be. Because she said she was happy when it died. So, you know there's something already going on in her head. Yeah. But then to say, like... Like... But then for everything else to happen, like, I just yeah. remember maybe that kind of, like, added to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Ty West... And especially, too, because she started killing small animals, she said. And then that led off to the progression of, like, killing bigger animals and people and, like, hurting other people and stuff like that. Okay, so that's kind of like the Rob Zombie Michael Myers. Okay. That's honestly, like, any he was serial born, killer, though. <laughs> yeah, like, in Rob Zombie's version, I don't claim that one. No offense, Rob Zombie, you're just not my style. But, like... He's just raised in, like, I don't know if you've ever even seen anything of Rob no. Zombie, but it's very, like, trailer trash, gross, grungy, constant okay. like, swearing and dirty. So he was, like, raised in that kind of, like, bad environment and, like, abuse and everything. But you don't see that with Pearl. No. So, like, I don't, I don't even know. bring up her monologue. Because she did say something where... Yeah, I, I missed a bit of it, unfortunately. What'd she say? She said something about 
Oh, no. Was it? So her mom said that she sees what she does when, like, no one's looking that she's watching. And did she get a thrill out of that or something? Can I also just interrupt to say that you felt like her monologue was 10 minutes? It was 10 minutes. I thought it was, like, five. It was nine minutes long. Wow. Yeah. It was really long. It was very long. What were you asking? No, I felt like she said something about to Mitzi about someone seeing that she killed something and was I know her mom mentioned that like oh I've seen you do stuff when you think no one's watching maybe okay <clears throat> she said that she Mama and the guy from the picture house hurt her, so she felt like it'd be easier to hurt them and know what it felt like. But she regrets killing her dad because her dad never hurt her. Yeah, so, she's a little deranged. Yeah. Just a little. <sighs> Just a wee bit. Yes. Um, I also found it interesting that she tried, she got Mitzi to say that she's the dancer that she chose, I guess just for the heck of killing her. Yeah. She just felt like she needed to kill someone, and if Mitzi hurt her by saying that she got chosen, that her I guess killing was like her was justified. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't make it right. But no. In her little messed up head, it made sense. Yeah. I know some people say, like, the fact that they just, like, don't have a motive makes it scarier. But, like, when you make a whole prequel, you're expecting <clears throat> a motive. Yeah. Because, like, yes, it's scary in X that they're just getting, like, murdered by these seemingly okay mm-hmm. elderly people. But then you give them a whole backstory and you're just expecting a little yeah definitely explanations um i think it maybe would have made a little more sense if it wasn't adult pearl maybe like teenage pearl or something like that is it adult pearl like how old is she she's at least 18 i assume yeah not that you like in that day and age. I don't know how old you were when you got married, but she's married. Yeah. So, so I'm I feel assuming like she's, she's like, like 17, 18 at least. Okay. I feel like she's older than that. Did it say? Hold on. Oh, I get dirty. No, I didn't say. Yeah. Um. It feels like so much happened and yet nothing happened. Yeah. So it's almost like hard to like give proper opinion. I don't know. I guess I just expected more. I think the trailer was a bit misleading. Yeah, definitely. And I know trailers often give too much away. Yeah. But it almost feels like this one didn't give anything away. It gave, like, a whole different storyline. Yeah, it gave... The trailer felt like a horror movie. Yeah. This just felt like 
a psychological drama. Because who do we also really didn't like see her kill anyone? The like, only we, thing that I remember seeing is the body exploding, and that is just a dream in this, or like a vision. Yeah. So her killing the egg was a little nasty. It was nasty. Um. Wait, I literally just thought of something. Did the bird mean anything? Okay. The bird in the house? No, but was that bird there in X? I don't know, like, had a feeling, maybe? I feel like it might have been. I feel like it was. But there's no way that bird's still alive. <laughs> I just got another bird, like... <laughs> Maybe. Were you getting a bird in the 1918s? Don't know. True. True. Also, the fact that they let a bird in their house but wouldn't let food in. It's a little weird to me. Birds yeah. are more likely to carry diseases, my man. True. This pig was cooked. True. Is it, like, super overreaching, though, if I say that maybe the pig was kind of, like, a symbolism for Pearl's mental state in this? Because, like... She's relatively normal when the pig first comes, and then it just slowly decays more and more as she, like, loses it more and more. I mean, you could totally be on something. <laughs> I'm a scent file. <laughs> um, but no, that was, like, I'm gonna say that's fact. Yeah. Because then she, like, feeds it to them all at the end, and that's just, like, feeds it to a dead table of people. Also, like, did she not touch the table? Because I think there was mold growing on the food. I don't know, man. Gross. Yeah. There was mold growing on the food, I think. Yeah. Imagine coming home from war and that's what you see. I'm sure war probably seems like nothing when you come home to that. (laughs) It does, um... Because Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I feel like, was very reminiscent, or X is very reminiscent of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This scene is very similar to the dinner scene from that, just they're not dead bodies. Okay. But they're, like, force-feeding her food, and they're just, it's gross. I'm pretty sure it is human flesh they're eating, too. I could be wrong. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a lovely movie. Yeah, it sounds like it. (laughs) trying to think if there's anything else that like happened that i was also waiting for like um parallels of the deaths like hints of how everyone was gonna die yeah i don't really get that see that just i don't want to say it shows that this was made really quickly but it feels almost like it's kind of made very quickly yeah which is fine like i think it turned out well Mm -hmm. but i think with how good X was and how much thought you can tell was put into it all including all like the little foreshadowing and everything I think it could be better yeah I think it just kind of created an unrealistic expectation for Pearl and I admittedly I did have high expectations because I'm like X was so good yeah like I figured I will say he's very good at working with like a minimal location and a small group of cast like he can create a very vibrant story from that which I think Mm -hmm. is really good but 
Um, one scene I did like in the beginning, not towards the end, was when she, the whole scene in the uh, cornfield when she starts dancing with the scarecrow. I thought that, that was, was not at the ending. <laughs> that part was too much. But like at first when they're like dancing, I thought that was kind of like just like a fun little shot. It reminded me no. of the scene in the headlights. <laughs> okay, but no. That whole scene felt me very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, also, whatever, when that little thing flew out of her pocket, like, little film reel, I'm like, you're not going to find that. Like, why no. are you crying? It's so small. You're in a cornfield. You're not finding that, babe. No. Why wouldn't you hold on to it anyway? That's what flew out. I kind of missed what flew out. <laughs> yeah. And where she got that from? Uh, the protectionist. Okay. Because she loved the movie so much that he's like, here, take this. And she's like, but what about the movie? And he's like, you won't even be able to tell once I put him back together. Okay. It's just one little clip. trying to read other people's reviews to see what they thought but everyone keeps giving it good reviews i know can wait i think you can shuffle by not that i'm trying to seek out bad reviews but like we should have had macy on here because i'm very curious yeah <laughs> someone said i hate she they gave it one and they gave it a half star sorry she said, or they said, I hate Pearl. She sucks. I never care about her or wanted to know about her after X. This movie and the next to come are just cash grabs. Plus, her character has faked up. It is meant to be super interesting, but she isn't at all and is quite shallow. But I just thought the beginning was funny. I hate Pearl. She sucks. Like, yeah. Fuck this movie. This is how you follow up X. Damn, I feel nothing for Pearl. Yeah, are we supposed to feel for her at all? Well, I didn't. Why did I feel more for her when she was in old people makeup? <coughs> Is it just because she was an old person? Probably. <laughs> People are also comparing it to American Psycho. Saying it's I didn't like see that. American Psycho 2.0. No, American Psycho's good, too good. Is this going to make me, like, change my rating? So worse? Yeah. Maybe down to three and a half. I don't know. Um, someone also said Wizard of Oz, but Dorothy has BPD. I don't know if that's bipolar disorder or if it's borderline personality disorder. Dis- I think they have the same thing. Do I don't think borderline personality disorder no longer exists. Okay. I don't know, man. This girl gave a vegan alert in her review. Vegan alert? Yeah. What is a vegan alert? Milking cows. Killing geese. Crushing an egg. But killing people. Apparently okay in her book. I feel like next week we need to not do a movie review because we are very bad at reviewing movies these past two weeks. 
here. This one's kind of long, but... Okay. Hit me. I really enjoyed X, mainly due to the fact that I'm a sucker for that gruff and grainy feel of 70s grindhouse films, but also because it mixed in some genuinely likable characters with ragtag gang of horny hoes and bros as they tried to survive a pair of slasher villains that are both wrinkly whack jobs and semi-sympathetic souls longing for their days of youth back. Still enjoyed their sudden and crushing fates, though, and after seeing the surprise trailer for the next entry in this apparent trilogy, I was more mildly intrigued than anything else, but not... Nevertheless, once it came out, seven months after the first, uh, and uh, is how I feel as a whole when regarding Pearl. It exists in this weird limbo realm of being both not engaging enough while simultaneously offering a compelling character study that showcases the effects of isolation and what a lack of proper nurturing or care can cause if those are in need of it are clearly not mentally well, and those are the parts that have me the most invested. But unfortunately, only a handful of those moments really hit with me, specifically Pearl's unbroken monologue, which is just Chef's kiss, but other than that, and a handful of other moments sprinkled throughout for the most part, I found myself drifting off quite often just looking around at the vivid technicolor times of late 1910s instead of engaging with what was happening in the scene. However, I will say I love how this NX showcase how a multi-million dollar project million dollar budget isn't needed to create a world that feels not lived in but fresh and unique all the little details presented in these first two entries is delightful to pick up on and appreciate how much care that has been put into the fun brutal world and even if i didn't particularly enjoy pearl i most definitely checked out maxine as i'm curious as to what the crew will do in a fresh and vibrant time of the look at the synopsis the fucking 80s are you serious <laughs> Okay. I feel like he explained it pretty well. I think so. This other one I, I have that I liked, they gave it three and a half. They uh -huh. said, Pearl is not a horror movie in the same way X is a horror movie, but it's also why it works as the perfect companion to X. It opts completely out of the slasher genre, substituting the blood and sex infused depravity of X, while there's still some interesting moments in Pearl, with a full-blown character study of Pearl. While this will certainly be a disappointment for those looking for kills and thrills, Mia Goth makes up for it by simply being Mia Goth. Dragged a little too much for my liking, but the last 30 minutes is Mia Goth proving she's a fucking superstar. I think Mia Goth did great. She's, oh, she did once great. Again, still scares me. The number one comment on Letterboxd is director said cut, and Mia Goth's heard okay. cunt and went through it. And I was like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, she really did do well. Even though this guy had a shitty review, he liked a lot of four and five star reviews, and that's that not what I, I needed. That was how I did with uh, the black phone. I think it's because you can, like, recognize something isn't very, like, is something is good, but you just might not like it. Yeah. Is this A24's first sequel, prequel thing? I think it is. Possibly. I don't really know. I feel like yes. Yeah, I think it is. Do you want to go through the parallels between Wizard of Oz oh, and... Oh, yes. Um, I really have not watched... Wizard of Oz in so long. I've been meaning to rewatch it, but I'm like, no, it's spooky season. I can only watch scary movies. There's Apparently, a witch. I should have. There's a there's a witch. Um. Da -da 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 -da. There really isn't a list. Wow. Do I have to read this entire thing? No, I was just trying to hold on. Let's just figure it out. Pearl pays tribute to the Wizard of Oz by using a vivid color palette of bright reds, greens, and blues, visually evoking the spirit of the Wizard of Oz. But not enough yellow, and the yellow brick road, man. 
We're introduced to Pearl, a lonely farm girl who lives a quiet life on her family's farm. She helps take care of her invalid father and is chastised constantly by her overbearing mother, Ruth. She dreams of a better life, but her husband is fighting in World War One, and her predicament has with has her with no place else to go. Pearl is a mirror image of Dorothy Gale from The Wizard of Oz, right down to the pigtail braids. In that film, Dorothy lives on a farm with Auntie M and Uncle Henry and dreams of someplace over the rainbow to escape the mundane life that she leads. Pearl then rides into town on her bicycle to fetch her father medicine. When she gets to town, we are presented with a whole different world than the one Pearl is accustomed to. There's music playing and people freely living their lives, and Pearl's troubles melt away with an escape to the movie theater with a side of microdosing. I don't know what that means. Um, while here, she also meets the projectionist of the theater she frequents. This runs parallel to the iconic scene in The Wizard of Oz where Dorothy is whisked away to the land of Oz, from the muted drab palette of her sepia tone world to a technicolor fantasy only possible in dreams. I need a sip of water, hold on. I, I love how I didn't even think about the most obvious thing of, like, her being secluded and, like... Yeah. Her, her farm duties literally she lives to on a farm fair, there's so much going on in her head that yeah. that's the least thing. least thing. um as pearl heads home she by happenstance is led into a cornfield that has a scarecrow i don't really think that we need to talk about that no oh they do say the <laughs> scarecrow's design is obviously very much inspired by the design that was used on actor ray bolger in the wizard of oz um Uh, oh, something to note is that the 1939 film script has an ending scene where the Scarecrow's human counterpart counterpart leaves for agriculture college and Dorothy promises to write him, implying a romantic connection, which I guess would kind of lead into the Pearl thing, where she has a romantic connection with him. Wait, I really thought that all of them were her cousins. In The what? Wizard of Oz, I thought really? they were all related. Oh, I don't think so. Um, well, that's <laughs> awkward. <laughs> after a visit from Pearl's mother-in-law and sister-in-law, she, Misty, yeah, her sister-in-law, Misty, she learns of a local troupe that's holding auditions for their traveling show. Seeing as her this as her opportunity to escape her provincial life, she confronts her mother about auditioning for the dance troupe. Her mother has a violent outburst in response and talks about how she sacrificed everything to take care of Pearl's father, including her dreams and goals. What does this have to do? Oh, uh, the argument reaches a boiling point when Pearl fights with her mother over the fireplace and Mom's dress ignites, setting her ablaze. Acting fast, Pearl proceeds to throw water on her screaming mother, enveloping her in a cloud of smoke, and throws her down the cellar to die. This is the scene where we see Ruth evolve from Auntie M stand-in to a twisted metaphor for the Wicked Witch of the West. Complete with a recreation of the climactic scene where Dorothy throws water on her and kills her in the process. That's a good one, actually. That is. It took a second. I'm like, where is this going? And it clicked. I'm like, damn it. It took um, a minute. It did. I'm sorry. Because I'm like, why are we talking about, like, her sister-in-law coming? And then we got, like, to the, the boiling point. I'm like, ah. Um, it's also interesting, the traveling show, because there's that, there's some, like, traveler, oh, my God, what is he again who the projectionist? no in wizard of oz there's oh. someone and he's like a, he does a traveling show as well and he comes dorothy runs into him while she's running away from home oh i don't know i can't think of what his name is but that does happen so i guess that's okay. like this show 
that Pearl yeah, auditions they don't, for. They don't mention that, but Wow. These people don't really pay attention to what's going on. Clearly. Um Pearl runs away into the arms of the projectionist at the theater where they share an intimate love scene despite her being married, which also surprised me that there wasn't nudity or gratuitous sex compared to X when Pearl was hella horny in that. Fair. Um, yes. He also promises to take her to Europe. The next day, he offers her a ride to her house so that she can prepare for her big audition. When he hears Pearl's... Mu- I keep calling her Paul. I keep, like, mess- I keep messing it up. When he hears Pearl's mother in the basement, he confronts her and eventually catches her in a lie and decides to leave, suggesting he has no interesting interest in seeing her again, despite their quickly developing romance. Feeling scorned, Pearl snaps and proceeds to stab him in the heart, submerging his body and car in a nearby swamp. The projectionist is a cold, heartless bastard in Pearl's eyes, the movie's twisted version of the Tin Man who infamously has no heart. She gets revenge by destroying his heart. It's important to acknowledge that the only character who shares any sort of intimacy with Pearl, an act usually only reserved for those in love. Gee. Yeah. In the final act, Pearl dons one of Ruth's dresses. Um, that's her mom, I think. Yeah. A long red dress as a twisted subversion of Dorothy's iconic short blue dress that she wore when she visited Oz and heads to her audition. After not getting the part in the troupe, Pearl and Misty head back to the farm where Pearl breaks down and confesses everything she's done while also revealing her resentment for her husband for abandoning her and heading off to war. The dance troupe was to Pearl what the hot air balloon was to Dorothy total wish fulfillment and an escape to the life that she deserves. Frightened of her confession, Misty attempts to leave as Pearl confronts her about making the dance troupe and not telling her. Misty in this scene could be viewed as being evocative of the Wizard of Oz's cowardly lion and her fearfulness of Pearl and her hair also feels to be a nod to the curled locks that the cowardly lion sported in the original film. And then after, oh my gosh, yeah, can we talk about this? They say after brutally murdering Misty, that was disgusting. I was really okay. I didn't need to see that. Wait, the murder or them tra- proceeding to chop no, her up into body parts? Okay, that yeah. Was I was not expecting that. I didn't mind the way it was filmed. That was kind of cool, but I really did not need to see a person you being dismembered. That was totally fine. Decapitated and being bent to the alligators? No. No, that was not. Oh my god, that's an Easter egg. Because Brittany Snow gets eaten headfirst in X. Oh. Okay, apparently we do need to rewatch this. Yeah. Um, yeah, after brutally murdering Misty with an axe, Pearl vows to fix everything and assembles the corpses of her parents at the dinner table to show that in her mind, things can return to normal despite being, despite everything that happened. Howard arrives home from war to find the rotting corpses in the dining room and Pearl donning her farm girl look from the beginning. Knowing what we know from X, she never leaves the farm, doomed to spend the rest of her days in a mundane existence and not living the life she felt like she deserved. At the end of the day, Pearl realizes there's no place like home. I will say... Uh, BloodyDisgusting.com, that was a really good article. Right? This is one of the better articles we found. (laughs) That was really good, actually. I don't like any reviews we ever searched up for parallels. That was really good. This is it. This I is can't it. believe we almost skipped it because <laughs> I know. The list. Sorry, I apologize. But that was wonderful. We, that makes me like it. A lot more stuff than we realized. Yeah. All I realized was the bite that Pearl has was giving very much Wicked Witch vibes. Or oh no, what's her name? I didn't even clue into the Wizard of Oz reference until my brother's like, this kind of looks like Wizard of Oz, and I'm like, oh yeah. So, yeah. It's the colors. It's really the colors. Also, they also say 19, the 1930 
nine film adaptation remains one of the greatest and most frightening films of all time. Actually, okay, no, actually, because as a kid, I was scared of the flying monkeys. That's fair. That is fair. They're quite frightening. Okay, I need to rewatch this. I feel like this is the one movie that, like, I feel like just holds up really, really well. It does. It does. Maybe I'll bump up whatever star I was giving it by, like, half a point for that article. Yeah, I'll keep that for. Um, okay, so just don't watch the rest of our review. I'm going to put this segment at the beginning, and you can just skip the rest. Just yeah. listen to what we had to say about The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Um, if you stay this long, go Good read that you. article. It's really well. <laughs> it's really well done. Bloody-disgusting.com. These articles entitled... No Place Like Home, The Cinematic Parallels of Pearl and the Wizard of Oz. Raina, you served, honey. You even had the name, Raina. Yes. This is another letterbox review. Okay. <clears throat> um, this letterbox review says, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Boogie Nights gets traded in for Carrie and Wizard of Oz in an outstanding prequel that only makes X that much better. Pearl isn't just the rant. This is the part I actually want to talk about. Pearl isn't just the random homicidal maniac awoken one evening to give X a villain, but rather a terrifying manifestation of someone who was never given a chance at their dream, who is told that practicality and reality are what society wants, even though it constantly tells you to have a dream. That same society that gives that sort of duality advice, keeping you motivated with one hand and crushing you with the other, must now feel the wrath of Pearl. Also, Mia Goth is outstanding. They write too. Yeah, I'm just... I think that's just what it comes down to. I'm just very conflicted. Yeah. Because Mia Goth was great. She did really well. I hope she does more horror. I feel like she's done other horror pieces. I actually have no idea what she's ever done. (laughs) said she was a nymphomaniac, and I don't feel like watching that personally. I don't know what that is. I'm pretty sure it sounds like what it is. Is she not in that? I thought she was. You don't know. Yeah, she's a nymphomaniac volume two. Is it a horror movie? I feel like that's a horror movie. No, it's a mystery drama. I'll take it back. Um, it seems like she has done some other horror. Oh, she did Suspiria, the remake, which I'm planning to watch the original, so. That's interesting. Okay. It seems terrifying, though, so that's fun. Yeah. Um... I feel like there were other things I wanted. I feel like I had so much to say about it. And then just, like, the more I sat on it, the more I'm just, like... Yeah. "Mm." It's disappointing. I will say, um, when the scene of her yelling at the projectionist in the barn came up, I'm like, oh, my God, I've already seen this scene. It's ridiculous. Like, it's it's so good, but it, like, Uh, made me laugh. I was slightly nervous that I was not going to understand anything Mia Goth was saying in this movie because of that scene. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, what is she trying to say here? She she plays crazy really well. She does. She did very well. <clears throat> she does. Yeah. I cannot take that away from her. I'm kind of surprised she didn't keep Mitzi, though. Right? Then again, they're going to go looking for her. They're not really going to go looking for her parents. Yeah. So... I mean, I guess the best way to hide it is just by feeding her to an alligator. I guess so. Did any of these 
Did any of these kills mirror ones in X? Because like I well, said, like Brittany Snow, and then I guess the, I think his name is Wayne. Is Mia Goss' boyfriend in the first, in X? I think so. <clears throat> Jackson gets shot, so that isn't. Um. Okay, maybe not. I don't think anyone gets burned. No. Jenna Ortega gets absolutely blasted. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of made me laugh when that happened just because it came out of nowhere. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus. Um. Also, those end credits. Yeah, I stopped wild. watching. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was really creative, but it was very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah that's how we should just we should just take a picture like that and then just have this have that. Over. okay yeah yeah i think that i think that's what we'll do mm-hmm. um Sounds, yeah. no i thought that was fun but i think that's kind of just where i'm like that's it that's how yeah. we're this yeah i guess it worked but that's why i feel like it was short i'm like i feel like i need more i didn't feel like it had a conclusion especially considering this was well considering a prequel it's not supposed to have a conclusion because then you're supposed to watch X. Okay, but there isn't a lead up because I don't know why Howard stayed. Yeah. I'm sorry, I love Love and All, but she's too much. Yeah, we need a little bit more explanation on that. That's a little too much for even the most in love couple. Yeah. You just walk in and see your wife feeding her corpse parents a negative thing. Normal, normal stuff. So gross. So gross. I'm kind of glad the quality was bad because I cannot do maggots. Gross. Yeah, then no. Thank you. Not a fan. <sighs> yeah. I don't think else to say. Yeah, I think that's it. I don't know what we're doing next week. We never do. I don't know if we watch another movie, if we play a game or something. We'll figure it out. Yes, we will. Oh. Do you have an idea? Well, we could review Hocus Pocus 2, but that's if someone wants to watch it. Okay, put that on the back burner. It's a possibility. Okay, okay. Because Hannah Waddingham. Can I just watch that one? Do I have to watch Hocus Pocus? No. Okay, then I'll just watch Hocus Pocus too. Because, I mean, I don't think the kids are going to be as good as the ones in the original. Because these kids kind of seem annoying, but any kids in a remake seem annoying. <laughs> I'll give it another try because I'm forcing you to watch Halloween. So, I guess prepare for Hocus Pocus 2 next week. <laughs> Just only if I can get you to do Halloween for the podcast. I will watch it. I just need to watch. I just haven't been in the mood to watch movies lately. You only need to watch two movies, technically. I know. I know. So I'm going to be watching two movies. Sacrificing myself. It's technically three, but it's fine. (laughs) Three for you? Me? (laughs) For me. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, it is three. Never mind. Yeah. It's okay. They will be watched eventually. That's okay. If you're Before late, October that's 14th. Fine. Okay. Because I'm scared my girl Jamie Lee is not 
gonna make it through the last movie. So that'd be I fucked will, up, right? I'm very nervous about it, so I will need to scream to something. So even if you're not here, I will just post an hour long video. Just well, I'm hoping like she would be smarter and be like, "This is not what we're filming." <laughs> but people have said we- that apparently fans are not going to like how the series ends, and I wonder if that means Lori's gonna die. And I'm That's very nervous. I just I plan to just mute every single mention of Halloween before okay. it comes out because I'm so yeah. scared that's going to get spoiled for me. Yeah, I'd be so But I am planning to see it the day it comes out. So I'm hoping that it doesn't get spoiled. Also, it's coming out on Peacock, so you don't have to go to the theaters. Which is lovely for me. Exactly. <laughs> Good. Good. Yeah. Anyway, this isn't about Halloween, this is about Pearl, even though we really didn't say much. Just watch it. Yeah. And let us know. Because there's just not much to say. No. Just saying. Like, it feels like there's a lot to say, but there's really not. In my opinion. Yeah. In our opinion. Yeah. I'm excited for Maxine, though. So am I. Because I'm curious where that'll go. I kind of want a genre change. I think that'd be kind of (laughs) fun. Give me Boogie Nights 2.0. Oh That's kind of what X was, but... Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, thank you for joining us on this episode of Enter the Fangirls. You can keep up with us on social media. Our Twitter is Enter Fangirls, and our YouTube and Instagram are Enter the Fangirls. Make sure you follow us wherever you listen to your podcast, and we can't wait for you to join us on our next episode. Once again, I'm Lexi. I'm Sam, and this has been Enter the Fangirls. <laughs>